Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Special. Hello. What you doing, Derek? I am marveling at how light it was when I arrived tonight. Right? <laughs> Tis the season. The days because, are getting longer. So we had we had hadn't recorded regularly because we had a whole bunch of recorders from the uh, Quiet Adventure Symposium, mm-hmm. and so in that time till now, the days have gotten longer. But then we also had a time change, so so it's been a while since I drove here in daylight, well over a year, right? Or yeah, over six months. So it was weird. It's like. So, but it happened so suddenly, especially with with, uh, with seasonal changes, and it, it always it always got me like in the past, like you know, you leave work at a certain time, and it's like, oh wow, it's bright, it's light, what's going on? Oh, getting to work in the mornings with the lights, it's it's, it's light yeah. out when you're pulling into the driveway yeah, at work yeah, now. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the, I marveled at that on the drive in today. It's like, oh wow. So I went I, on the way here. I actually saw the sun setting. Oh, pretty cool. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was pretty cool. It's like, oh, it's bright out. Yeah, and you get home and you can take the dog for a walk and it's not dark. Mm-hmm. I don't have a dog. Then why don't you come over here and walk my dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, what's happening? Not much. Just the same old work stuff. I'm I'm trying to put together some... Uh, some I'm trying to... Uh, equitably use the final bits of my vacation, which is why I asked you about our plans there and coming up, and I'm thinking, if I could recover that week, now that I don't know somebody's not going to make it. <laughs> hmm. Oh, you don't, you're not going to go? You don't want to go? No, I'm going. Okay. I'm just hoping you might cancel. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cancel. <laughs> why, Anyways. you got somewhere else to go? No. You got a better trip to do? Not yet, but I'd what? like to plan something. <laughs> so plan something. No, no, I, I committed to you. I committed to the trip. Oh, you're committed already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not too much going on here either. No? No. no. Have you done any dry training to get the dog in another canoe? That's this weekend. This weekend coming? Yeah, yeah because we were at the Outdoor Canoe, back uh, Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium there yeah. on, the, on Saturday, and then... I was up at like four o'clock in the morning getting the brisket oh, okay. on the smoker on yeah. Sunday and had to do a bunch of stuff around the house while that was happening. And so this weekend, I believe it's this weekend, we got nothing going. Yeah. That's so my, you're, my you're, one weekend. Are off, you doing so. dry training or are you going to go right to the water? No, I'm going to start her in, in the canoe on the grass first. Yeah. Make sure she gets in and out, in and mm-hmm. out, no problems. And then, eh, who knows? Maybe Sunday. If it goes well Saturday, I may end up at the water on Sunday. There you go. Right? Yeah. Give me a chance to use my consistent dry directions suit like in canoe, out canoe. Get in, get out. Yeah, that too. Damn it, dog. <laughs> Will you lose your ears? <laughs> You're not listening. Yeah. The, the order to get in is pancakes, to get out is waffles. Right? Pancakes, waffles. <laughs> oh, I had to come up with something that just confuses everybody. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, when we're, when we're on our walks, yep. my. Command is close. Okay, yeah. So when I say close, she knows to come back. Come in. Right? She's yeah. got to get close to me sort of thing, right? So that's that, you know, instead of, come here, come here, come here. Because yeah. then all the dogs come yeah, running. Yeah. But uh, no, close is the, is the one we use for there. So maybe I'll use paddle, damn it, to get in. <laughs> <laughs> paddle, everybody gets in. Portage, yeah. everybody gets out. Yeah. Right, those are my, those are my commands. <laughs> Paddle and portage. 
And then when we have a conversation about paddling and portages, the poor it's dog like, won't oh, know oh, what oh, to oh, do. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> the uh, Mike uses in canoe and out, yeah. out canoe. Out canoe, yeah. And it's very clear. Willow gets it right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually dropped him a message about uh, maybe going out for a day paddle. Okay, yeah. At yeah. some point. Not, like, yeah. not right this second, but yeah. I want to get her used to... Um, other people, other, other dogs people movement. with dogs and yeah. stuff boogieing mm-hmm. around. Yeah. So if Mike's got, uh, you know, Willow's knows what she's supposed to do already. Yeah. Then maybe lead by example. Can, yeah, we can meet up halfway between Windsor and, yeah. and Toronto, and that'd uh, be cool. Go for a day paddle mm-hmm. and see how well Athena does. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a plan, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, just waiting for. Her. The last of the snow to melt. The yeah. yeah, yeah. You imagine the people in uh, what Lake Tahoe and stuff. They, I imagine they're waiting for the snow to melt. Seventeen meters of snow. We talked about this last mm-hmm. week, but I just it just baffles me. It's like that's incredible. And it, it, you know, I, I was talking to somebody on the weekend about that at the canoe symposium and marveling at how much snow they got. And they said, "Well, you know, it's going to take more than one big year of snow to fill Lake Mead and stuff." Yeah, that was me. You were talking. Oh, was that to. you? <laughs> I, knew I was talking to somebody. That so, that sounds like a rather intelligent person you were talking to. <laughs> yeah, no, I was watching. I a talked couple. to a lot of people <laughs> on the weekend. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was talking to this really smart guy. So, oh, yeah, big beard, kind of bald on top. Yeah, smart though. Anyway. Handsome fella. Um, yeah, no, I was watching the, these uh, videos and some news clips and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people go, oh, we got all this snow. It's going to melt. Lake Mead's going to, Powell's going to, yeah. everything's going to fill up. It'll be great. It'll be fantastic. No, when you've got a like, decade plus of, of yeah. drought. Yeah. One good winter of snow is it's not, not going to no. fix it at all. But I think we will see a difference. I think. We'll oh, you'll see, definitely see a yeah. difference, but it's not going to yeah. be way up where where exactly. people want it to yeah. be. But right? anything over anything in in California, Northern California stuff. If there's any white water, it's going to be a big white water spring. Right? Be amazing. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Good times. <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. If you're into that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Did I tell you? Oh, you know what the other thing we were talking about was the Novacraft canoes that we saw at um, Canoe Copia. And okay. right across, I guess it was behind and over a little bit yeah. from them, there was a company, and I can't remember their name offhand, but I know I got their information. Um, they make the spray skirts for canoes. Okay. Right? So you get a spray skirt. But instead of drilling the holes in... Oh, they're these little round, the not knobs yep. that glue like cement to the side of your boat. They say you put them on there and you leave for 24 hours and they're not coming off. How, but you'd still have to clear up the surface because if you have any wax or. Oh, you're definitely got to do prepare the, mm-hmm. the surface, but at least you're not drilling a hole. Yeah, and right. it's not like the cover needs to be strong because it's not like you're you're just keeping water out. It's not like yeah, you're going to be like hanging it. from it. No, no, it's just to keep the water from yeah. sitting inside the boat, right? And even when you do use the 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 stitching, the hole stitching thing, the the lace thing, it, it, the holes are small and the string fills the hole, but still water would get in. I guess that's mm-hmm. be the main concern is like, I'm drilling holes on the side of my boat. So I guess the, uh, yeah, it'd probably be an epoxy 
type tab that yeah 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 it just sticks to the side. And mm. I'd rather have that than. Because I'm going to be the goober that puts the hole in the wrong spot. <laughs> or puts the too big uh, hole. i got to redrill I'll it. I'll mess, mess it up and go, and, okay, yeah. how do you unscrew the hole? <laughs> you know, or undrill, undrill yeah, the hole. I need to undrill this hole. And, uh, yeah, no, I saw I saw that. So That's pretty cool. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Some really rough weather, the, 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 the splash, the spray skirt. That really would be helped. so good on Divorce Lake. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's a selling point. Yeah. No, no, because we're not allowed to go on that lake anymore. Yeah. So if I bring that up, it'll be a no right off the bat. <laughs> I got to strategize this. And, and you know, with the, with the, <laughs> with the spray skirt, just think all the, uh, all the horse flies and mosquitoes get in there and you can't slap them. You just feel them chewing away, chewing Yeah, that's away. not going to be part of my strategy either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get a new boat, Derek. <laughs> Stop giving me ideas, you fool. <laughs> You're not helping. Uh, where were we this weekend, Derek? We went to someplace, somewheres. Over the rainbow to the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium. Yes. I think I've only got one more event this this spring after this. The Ottawa. The Ottawa one. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. It's been a busy spring. It is. It goes so fast, right? Well, you know what? The weekends go, or the the weekdays go slow because you're at work, but then the weekend happens. Mm -hmm. And when you're, you know, in Wisconsin or Michigan or at the shows in downtown Toronto or your Windsor or wherever you're, you're bopping around to, the weekend's just boom, boom, gone. Yeah. And with spring coming, it's like... Man, I'm going to have to start doing stuff during the week to get all my spring cleaning done. Right? <laughs> and it is the season to get all your spring cleaning done. Mm-hmm. And if anybody has any new gear they don't want, hey, I'll always take it. <laughs> there you go. Especially <laughs> if you're looking at getting rid of a new canoe with a spray skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still in the, in the uh, market for like a 20-foot boat? Uh, 18 foot, three seater is what we're hoping for. But, uh, until I find something, I'm not going to go out and spend crazy money. I'm not spending $4,000 on a boat. Uh, so we're just going to rent yeah. it. We rented last year. It worked really good. And, yeah, uh, well. yeah, it was yeah, a couple hundred bucks, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Get you out there and, and the bonus with renting. Yeah. So you don't have to store it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to do the upkeep. Exactly. And it's not yours, so you can drive it like you stole it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, if anybody is looking to get a new boat and they're interested in Old Town, oh. they've got their annual scratch oh. and dent sale coming up. I think it's the 7th and 8th or something Do like they? that of, of April. Where are they at? Banger, Maine. Oh, yeah. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> if I got a really good deal on a boat, I would definitely buy one. But it, it's got to be long. I see kids are growing. They 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 don't fit in the bow and the stern I'm anymore. I'm telling you, dude, you need a second prospector. Well, they're not they're not uh, they're not strong enough or old enough to paddle their own canoe. Sure, they are. Not yet. Sure, they are. How old? <laughs> yeah, sure, they are. Like it's nine. Yeah, both and? kids are very small. Like they, they, my, my wife is very, very small person. And so the kids are taken after them for that, after her for that. So they're tiny. So you put all three of them in one boat and you and the <laughs> other one, you soloing, they should be able to keep up with three sure. of them. That's a theory. Yeah, it ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> they get bored very easily. And, and, and I think, so I've managed to get them to uh, stop complaining on portages. And, uh, but they, uh, like Stella is, she's a trooper. She'll just 
keep paddling, keep paddling. So she does help out a lot in the center of the boat. But uh, Beckett is like, he's just like, I don't know. You can't even get him to walk. Does he ring a bell and say, give me more trail mix? Jeeves? <laughs> he doesn't have a bell. <laughs> but he does have pockets that we Oh, daddy. <laughs> oh, daddy. <laughs> Good old bar. <laughs> Be a pal. Yeah. yeah. So, pass me that granola bar over. <laughs> awesome. Now keep paddling yeah. faster. Well, they're, they're not in 12. They're, uh, they, 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 I think this year they're going to start taking on more responsibilities, but they, uh, and I think they're, they're long overdue to learn how to paddle a canoe. Yeah. See? But it's the problem is, is I'm, <laughs> I'm not a patient, but I'm not a patient person. I'm not a patient man, Jenny. <laughs> but I know what paddling is. Is if I had patience, uh, Siobhan would be a, a much better paddler by now. But See, that's what you need to send her like, out with other people. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing it that way? You got, you got to <laughs> find out when the paddle like a girl weekend is going to be. Yes. Uh, so I've been meaning to get her into one of those and because she's, uh, she, I, I don't have the patience and, and, uh, she doesn't have a knack for it. So I need somebody else. Have you tried a whip? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's funny because uh, if anything else it'll scare them. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like you could you could be the most logical person and and I, I swear it's like I I would say the same like ski instruction yep. ski instructor it's like okay ski lessons they're not listening to me so take them for ski lessons and for the first bit I watch and and like the, the ski instructor saying stuff and I think to myself. That's exactly what I told them. They never <laughs> listen to you. All yeah. you are is a car ride and a wallet. Yeah, yeah. Once you figure that <laughs> out, you will be much happier, Derek. It's amazing. It's like, doesn't matter how much I do. It's like, wow, you know how to do that? It's like, I've been doing this for years. Right? Yeah. No one listens to dad. Nope. No one. Exactly. Until everybody's world comes crashing down. Yeah. And they all realize. Dad, I need help. <laughs> oh, I should have did what dad told me. <laughs> and then you get to dance around like a monkey going, <laughs> I, I told you so. so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes. <laughs> we were at the Ontario Backcountry Gnu Symposium this weekend. Uh, it was a good one. We actually went as attendees this year. We didn't set up a booth. Um, it was nice to sit there and watch. You know and, what? And that's and that's the thing is usually we, I mean, we get to see the vendors because, yep. you know, but we we never get to see the presenters. And there's been a no. couple that are over the last few years that I wish I've, we would have uh, been able to see. I've managed in the past, like, I don't know how many years we've been doing it, but uh, I managed to sneak out maybe once or twice to get and sit down and, and listen and watch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it's so rare. It's like, it's. It's like I I I want to see this person. I got to see this person. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's very few and far between. So it was nice doing that this year. Well, it's because the best time to record some of the vendors and stuff like that, and some of the people is it's, when the presenters are on. Everybody's it's, away. It's everybody's away, and, so you can find a yeah. spot and do a little uh, mm -hmm. recording. And then when you're done recording, a few people, everybody comes out because presenter number one is done. Yeah, presenter number two is done. Yeah. Sort of thing. So, anyway, who they have this year? Uh, Mike McIntosh uh, with Bear with us, um, the Bear Sanctuary. He was supposed to, but he had a dropout. Oh, okay. And I was really looking forward to hear him because I've been following him and the Bear Sanctuary for a number of years now. So I was kind of hoping to 
actually meet him in person for a change, but uh, that unfortunately didn't happen. I know the first speaker, Evan Ferrari. That's the one I wanted to see. That's the one you wanted to see. Yes. So uh, for Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run, uh, Scott Rogers has suggested, hey, we should uh, you know, the, do the Attawapiskat River. It's like, hey, that's a fantastic idea. So he sent me a trip log for it. It's uh, a couple girls were going to do it. And uh, and it's like the more you read, it's like, oh, this is a long trip. Mm-hmm. This is a very long trip. Yeah. It's like but, a month or something. Yeah. So yeah, because logistically the travel to and from and, and rest days and this, that, the other thing. And it's like, oh, this is going to take three to four weeks. Yep. So yeah, it's kind of hard to. What, what do you <laughs> say? A hundred sets of rapids? 100 sets of rapids. Not all of them were runnable. Mm-hmm. Uh, remarkable geography, wildlife, overwhelming volumes of insects. Um, yeah. It says, the best part of the trip surprised this well-seasoned tripper. The welcome and generosity he received from two remote indigenous communities along the 700 kilometers was truly humbling and transformative. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was talking about, see, like you see some of the scenery and stuff like that. I mean, he was talking a lot of the build up to it and stuff like yeah. that too, a lot of the preparing and who the guys were that were coming with them and stuff. And um, But basically it was just four buddies getting together and yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, going to do this, came up with the plan to do this uh, route and paddling through the ring of fire on the uh, Attawapiskat. Yeah. Um, and seeing, yeah, all the, the animals and the different types of- Incredible landscape. Landscape and stuff like that. And, and yeah. The photos was, he had, the videos he had, it was like, wow. I see, that's the problem with watching trip logs like that. Yeah. Is then all of a sudden going, hmm. How do I swing this? How do I get- Fired with a really big golden handshake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and the, all of them, I believe, were retired at the time or in semi semi retirement. So they can they have the time to expand See, on something. Like now this. is the time that I really, really, really wish I had become a teacher. <laughs> to get my no, summers I know, off, right? right? I got summers off. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, after Evan was Camper Christina talking about tomogamy. Yeah. Um, she, she does a lot of, of canoe trips through tomogamy, a yep. lot of solo A lot more than trips. I thought she did. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. She, she does a ton of them. And, and she, she really sold it too. Like there's a couple trips she discussed. Some of them I've done before and yeah. others is like, oh, that looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there, there I've, I've been, I've done a couple that she's been through. I've done parts of, like, she's doing a big loop. I've done parts yep. of that loop, but not the full. Yep. She she went left when I went right sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there there is a lot of, of stuff. And the one thing that the route she takes, you know, it's not easy peasy like you're going no. through Algonquin Park. Exactly. You're going over log jams and a lot of boulder gardens. And it's the muck. It's always with me. It's always been the muck. <laughs> yeah. Ever since you know going thigh deep in mud, mm-hmm. and then when you get out at the end of this, you know, hundred meter portage, you're slogging <laughs> through, and there's all these little wigglies all over your legs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and then you're pulling le- little leeches off your legs by the dozens. <laughs> Ever since that, it's just like I have this aversion to mud. Yeah. You know, and she calls it sucky muck. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, you know, I really, that's an awesome route. I don't mind the trees and everything. <laughs> but I mean, it's even in the bottom, uh, for those that haven't been in tomogamy, there's like 
everything from pebbles to boulders along yeah. the portages, and you're like going like a mountain goat. Mm-hmm. You know, carrying all your gear, your canoe, oh, yeah, yeah. rock to yeah. rock to rock to rock to rock to rock. And it can be know? awkward. It's like, man, if I slip and fall, I'm going to snap a leg right oh, off. Oh, I almost did the yeah. a couple of years back when I was up there on a solo. But even still, like, there's the mud. Mm-hmm. But there's rivers where you need to get out. And you can't just walk along the bottom of the river yeah, yes, yeah. because you sink up to your knees. Yeah. So all of a sudden, this knee-deep water is now waist-deep, <laughs> and half of that, you're in mud up to your knees, yeah. you know, sort of thing. And it's just like, oh, man. You don't mind a tough slog, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what the – enough with the snakes and the mud. Yeah, okay? yeah. <laughs> anyway, looking for me, I'll be portaging downtown Toronto. <laughs> uh, but no, let, some of the routes and, and stuff yes. that she was she was showing were pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, easy, relatively easy to get to, but not the easy access to points. Do. But yeah, you you need to know what you're doing. She and, picked some pretty tough routes. Yeah, and she also gives alternates. She gave alternates. For, yes. Yeah. For, uh, so this is the route that I did, but if you don't want to be slogging, if you don't want the difficulty, here's yeah. an alternate route that might make it easier for you. So yeah, so that that was pretty cool. So it was uh, it was nice to see her lay out the route, the trip, the planning, and and you know the the play by play. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And after Camper Christina came John Babalik. He had been he's been there a few times. He has. Yes. Uh, what what does he call him? Uh, canoe maker and trout bum. Yes, trout bum. Because he <laughs> loves trout fishing. Yeah. Um, everything from lake tr- lake to fly fishing and rivers yeah. and streams and everything. So he's, I guess, figured out. Uh, what does he say? He entered the amazing world of outboard powered canoes and their evolution over the last one hundred years. So he's got. The big freighter type canoe. Yeah. There. Um, and he's got a big motor on the end. A uh, small motor. 9.9. Well, uh, yeah, I guess if you're. And it's an older motor, big, so it's two stroke. Yeah. Um, I'm not really big into boat motors. So yeah. To yeah, me, that's yeah. a big motor. Yeah. You know, I've got the old Tahatsu in my garage. And that, <laughs> that's, that's a regular big motor. Yeah. You know, it's not a little electric thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's got one of those. Now, when we were up in Moose Knee a couple of years back, when we went over to, to Moose Factory, they had the same sort of things there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there was about five or six of them on the shore there. They are doing the exact same thing up there. But that gets you out. Yes. Right? You're fighting tides going out, trying to get out of the bay and stuff yeah. like that, or up and down the Moose River. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we had issues with the with the um with the current in a couple of spots on the Moose River. So these yeah. things just all over the place back oh, yeah, and forth exactly. to Moose Knee. Very efficient. Everything. Yeah. Very efficient haul. It's like a But I guess his deal was um using it down central to southern Ontario, there's some spots that you yes. can do it. Yeah. Right? And cuz yeah, people just aren't doing it. Georgian Bay, Big Water Wilderness Adventures, you know. And yeah, so this is uh, was was pretty cool to hear him talk about. It was interesting, yeah. Building, yeah. I think he, I know a few people were. You well, know. He, uh, David Bain even said at the start, "It's like okay, this is going to be controversial, but yeah. but yeah. this is he went he he went a bit too far in my opinion on 
too many details. When you're giving he did. liters <laughs> per per kilometers, per size, yeah. per, we don't need to know that. Yeah. I, I could see what he was getting at. I could yeah. see why he did it because there was a lot of people go, oh, you're wasting fuel. It's like, well, actually... Mm-hmm. This is this is how fuel efficient it is. It's a small displacement motor. It doesn't use a lot of fuel. It's it's uh, it's cheaper to do this than a lot of other things. And yeah. and just driving your car to the put in is like wasting a lot of gas. So why why are you complaining about the way I do it? Yeah. So yeah. No, I th- I think that was the only. Uh, and, and he went on a bit long. He always goes on too. Long. He, he did go like on twenty minutes too long or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So but no, that was that was interesting. And, and the and the uh, the canoe he had up there was a pretty nice one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the last speaker was our good old pal, Kevin Callan, the happy camper. And he came up and talking about, uh, you know, the motivations for getting out into the wilderness and sharing how to be happy, comfortable, content, skillful, and dependable while you are out there and how to motivate others to get out there as well and to stay out longer. Right. He had, like talking about cool camp gadgets to skinny dipping etiquette, which apparently <laughs> when he was down in, I think he said the States, one of the States, he was talking about skinny dipping and he was You're told, like, don't, oh, don't be here. saying that. That's illegal here. It's illegal. Don't even say it. Right. <laughs> I was like, it's illegal to skinny dip? I guess. So what if the cop or the Rangers would ever come by? Was it in the States or was it in Wales? He said he... No, I thought it was a... St- I'm pretty sure he said it was in the States. Uh. What if the if the rangers come by and say, you're skinny dipping, can you... No, I'm having a bath. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, it's a giant group bath. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, apparently it was... Uh, huh. Yeah. It was a different talk that I'm used to hearing from him. It was very interesting. It was... Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's a lot Are of retrospective... Are you saying most of his aren't interesting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, twist the words. Yeah, as I'm trying to do. So no, it, it was It was interesting. interesting. It was different than what I, I've seen from him in the past. And so was, there's was a lot of retrospective of his daughter growing up. And mm-hmm. it was really cool. And so his daughter, Smart as a Whip, she's... Uh, like the, the, her comments to him and the way she talks and it's like oh she's smart yeah oh yeah yeah but you know what she enjoys it yep and, yep and she walked and right from an early age she was yeah. out good doing this but stuff right that's that was the whole point is like yeah. you you get out get people out exactly. there and, and they start enjoying it and you know they in turn start getting people out there who start enjoying it and yeah. you know like there there's people that they're oh, I'm not going to have a good time there's bugs blah 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 I mean there are people that are just bound and determined not to have a good time when they oh yeah there. But the people that go out with an open mind, you know they're going to want to go again. So, so yeah, uh, four pretty good. Um, four uh, very good. Yeah, very good uh, presentations. Uh, we enjoyed them. Uh, the vendors. So they had a, a separate room for vendors. It was the first time that I was at this venue for the symposium. Well, I think because the winter camping symposium so, was the first time they had it. Was it? In the fall, yeah. That was the first time they yeah, had it. Yeah, because they lost access to the theater. Yeah. So yeah, yeah they so, had something else going on yeah. Waterloo this year. Yeah, right. So so yeah, so it was yeah, it was uh, it was a new venue. It was uh, different the way it was set up, and but yeah, there was a, a lot of vendors there and a lot of presentations and mm-hmm. you know sales this and you know it was friends very of Tomogamy were there. Yes, uh, friends of Wabakimi were there. Yep. Kingdom Outdoor Products, our buddy uh, Alan Drummond, our sometimes swearing co-host. Yeah. Um, kid products, K I H D. They were there with their stoves and 
um, all their little gadgets for cooking over the fire when you're out in the back country. OTG meal, OTG meal. Randy sold out by 1030. Yes. Doors open <laughs> and he had bucket loads of stuff. Too. I know. I, there's, I saw some of his recipes, some of his menu items or his, uh, freeze dry food. And I was like, Oh, I want to get some of that and that and that. And it's like, Oh, well, <laughs> where'd he go? Yeah. Cause he's, <laughs> he sold out and all right, I'm outie. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, yeah. So OTG meals, but I, I do enjoy his meals. They're very good. They are. Yeah. They are. Trip Shed was there selling some of their gear, all different different types of stuff, stoves and and gadgets, uh, up to Ding Dong maps and everything else. Salas was there selling life jackets. I've seen, I think, three or four people pictures of their dogs in life jackets, mm-hmm. um, which I know at least two of them bought them. Oh, okay, at, at the show. At yeah. the show, so Nith River Paddles was there. You know, they make they make uh, nice wood paddles. My Woodland Journeys, our buddy Glenn, uh, it's a canoe route uh, planning map for Woodland Caribou Provincial Park. He, he's uh, designed all that and he sells that for uh, the trips. That's become his, he went there once and got uh, the bug bit him, that's for sure. Uh, yes. He's been back yeah. multiple times. Kevin Callan, I bought his top 70 canoe routes of Ontario and he, <laughs> I asked him to autograph it. Yeah, put two... You hot, sexy beast. And yeah, he did. I saw that. And yeah. he did. <laughs> uh, Hap Wilson, uh, Tamagami, A Wilderness Paradise. I uh, had Hap uh, sign, sign that one as well. I was going to bring my original copy, and I don't know what I've done with it. Oh. It's probably in that big wall unit behind you there. <laughs> but Anyway, so yeah, I bought a couple of books to bring back, and there's a lot to, to see. Um, now there, there was also, you didn't mention, I thought I saw Friends of Quetico there or something, didn't I? Oh no, sorry. You're right. Uh, the Quetico Foundation. Quetico Foundation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were, they were, they were actually right beside Tamagami, uh, yes. Friends of Tamagami. Yeah. Right as you entered yeah. the door. I got, I got, um, waylaid by Mike McHugh and PJ Justison from <laughs> you Tamagami. You didn't make it far. <laughs> I didn't make it far. I made it in the door. They're right there. Nobody recognized right? me. I got, I, I freewheeled around. Right? It's like I did a couple loops. <laughs> oh, I don't wear like a, a mask and tuck my beard in so nobody knows me. Where at? Sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. Who's the weirdo over there? I, that's Sean. I know that Sean. He's hiding everything. Uh, yeah, they were there as well. Uh, everybody got a bit of a surprise. Well, the majority of the people, the attendees, over 400 people were there. It was a, well uh, over 400 people. I thought I saw over 500. I, I know they sold, I think, 500. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was over, well, not everybody showed up, but yeah. there was still. It was, there was, a, there lot was of a lot of people there for a Saturday. Yeah. We'll say almost 500. Almost 500 people. Um, some of us already knew, and some of us had made comments and hints and um, maybe suggestions to Dave. Uh, about his decision, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, David Bain has uh, called it the end. Yep, he uh, lots of various small reasons that all just bundled yep. together, and it's stressful. And yeah, you know, so he, he it was one of those things. It's like, hey, let's go out on top. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. very enjoyable, but it's a lot of work. And and uh, think he's now retired. He's slow. Things life is slowing down. He wants to trip more. So yeah, yeah. I was kind of, I'm kind of curious to see if Matt uh, Olson will uh, maybe pick baton. it up and, and go with it. Yeah. 
yeah, so have to see about that. But uh, David Bain, a big thank you for doing it all these years. Yeah. I've been going for, I think I missed the first There's one or two. There's been 11 or 12 canoe symposiums. I mean, yeah. six or seven. Because I spoke at it. camping. The first one I was at, I spoke at. And that was like the, the second or third one they had. Yeah. Uh, and then I've been going ever since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, David, thanks for putting these on all these years and the winter symposium as well. And it's been, it's been great. Well done. Uh, a lot of great people that we've met uh, along the way and listened to and mm-hmm. spoken to. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to, uh, realize ne- next year that ooh, there's a hole in our lives, there's a hole in our lives that yep. weekend. So, mm-hmm. You know, hey, I know you said you're going to call it a day, but if something happens and, you know, because you've seen rock bands go on their I know. farewell tour <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're, they're back together. They're back. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and thanks to all the volunteers, vendors, presenters, attendees that have made the symposiums a success as well. Yes. Because without all them, then it's just Dave in a big empty room. Yeah, it was. A, it's a very fun, homegrown, and it's uh, it's not like the big commercial operations. It's I very much in this. It's one. It was my favorite show. One of my favorite mm-hmm. shows. So, you know, like as much as I like Quiet Adventures and and stuff like that. It's uh, what are those shows that they would do on Much Music with just the band? Uh, oh, Unplugged, Intimate and Intimate in, and Unplugged, or uh, uh, no? There's a word on Intimate yeah. and Interact, non interactive. But it was more. Yeah. Small, more close-knit. Exactly. It wasn't so the, a big, massive. Exactly. The band's there. It's a small room. People are yeah. like 10 feet away. Yeah. That's what this one is. This, this isn't like the big Toronto Door no. Adventure Show or Canucopia yeah. or anything like that. This is smaller, more intimate, more intimate yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And it's, well, we knew so many of the people that do go there and mm-hmm. it was so just, it was just, it was like a family reunion type thing every, every yeah. spring, right? Yep. So definitely uh, be missing that again. Yep. David, uh, thank you very much. And hopefully this time next year you're going, eh, I got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have a lot more time on his hands. He'll be able to do a lot more tripping and uh, maybe. Uh, well, if I he's think- got that much time on his hands, then why doesn't he plan next summer's? <laughs> <laughs> I can see if I can con him into going on a trip with me or let him go, me go on a trip with him. With him. Yeah. See? There you go. Yeah. There you go, buddy. Uh, other things coming up, 2023 Paddling Film Festival. We are hosting the Paddling Film Festival again this year. Yep. Tickets are on Eventbrite. There's a link to tickets, uh, on our Facebook page. I've pinned a little post at the top there, 15 bucks a pop. That's $15 after taxes and stuff like that. So, uh, usually if it's 15 bucks and then all these places throw tax and fees yeah. and crap on top, so. It's token. It's yeah. uh, it's a token amount just to pay the fees that it costs to run it. So we're not there to make money. We're just there to share with everybody and mm-hmm. ha- have a ev- nice event. Uh, we have the horrible job <laughs> of having to go through all the films. I know. And decide which ones are good and which ones are... Some of them are only like two or three minutes long. They're decent enough film, but two or th- yep. when you get... You're not going to sit there little and somebody, just uh, put little... It's like a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, watch this one. And by the time I get back to yeah. <laughs> back to my seat, I've got to get up and go back to put the next movie on, sort of thing. Some of them are like an hour long and and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, we're going. We're currently going through all those to decide which ones are um, are going to be cool. 
Uh, it's being held at Drums and Flats in Ajax again. It's downstairs. It's a big room with big, fantastic big screen I TVs. love it there. Oh, yeah. Huge. What a great place to do a presentation like this. Yeah. They have bands there, too, come in and yes. play, right? Yep. So it's perfect. Nice stage and everything. So come and enjoy a dinner and a beverage with your paddling friends and like-minded people. Enjoy paddling films on kayaking, rafting, and canoeing. Doors open at 6.30. First film starts at 7. Uh, and we will end between 10.30 and 11. I put an ish past all of the, all these numbers. Doors open at 6.30-ish. First film, 7-ish. <laughs> <laughs> and between 10.30 and 11-ish. Because yeah. I think last, last time we did it was... We're trying to end at 11. It actually ended up closer to 11.30. Yeah. You know, I mean. It's, yeah, nobody wants to be there that late. It's no, a, it's a, no, it's a school but, night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't wait to the last minute to get your tickets because uh, they do go and we can only have so many people. I think, yes. I think we're selling 75 tickets and we always sell out. So Yeah. We're not limited by how many tickets we could sell. We're limited by how many f- people we can uh, buy the, the, the fire code we can fit yeah. into the room. Yeah, and apparently sitting on in one of the stalls in the bathroom does not count as a seat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go to our Facebook page, Paddling Adventures Radio, and uh, click the link at the top. It'll take you right to the Eventbrite page, and you can get your tickets there. And we'll hopefully see you there. Yeah, so if you're looking for the information we have, I assume you put it on the website, on our website. But uh, if you just look up Paddling Film Fest, it, we're listed as one of the uh, presenters. So it's easy enough to find us and, the, and how to find tickets. So yeah, check us out. We will be there. You brought this one. Tom Thompson plays. This is so cool. Stone so they, Fence Theater. They've done this in the past. So there's a local theater thing that does this around here in, in Clarington, Durham region and stuff. And they do, you know... They do Shakespeare stuff, but uh, I saw this one. It's like this is they're out of Ottawa, Ottawa Valley, mm-hmm. and uh, they've done this Tom Thompson play last year, and but it was a trial because of post COVID. But now yeah. they're full bore going into it, and oh, unfortunately, when they're in Algonquin Park to do that, it's on a Tuesday night. It's like oh, I can't drive to Algonquin Park for a Tuesday. Why not? <laughs> it's a school night. I say school night, but it's a work night. I'd have to take time off. So I left work one day. Yeah. I think it was on a Wednesday. Drove all the way to Huntsville <laughs> to go to the Paddling Film Fest. Yes, that you did. That Algonquin Outfitters did. was hosting. Yeah. And then drove back that night and made it to work on time. Fine. Let's buy tickets and you drive. I can't go on a Tuesday night. <laughs> That's it's recording school, night. It's a school night. It's recording night. <laughs> I'm already thinking who I'm getting to replace you. <laughs> Tom Thompson and the Colors of Canada. So they're they doing this to raise money. In 2016, they did a, a play like this. Yes. And they hit all these different spots. Uh, and they raised $25,000 for local hospitals. This year, they're hoping to raise 30000 Uh-huh. Right? Uh, yeah, they launched this new musical last year. It chronicles the life and death of Canada's most famous artist. Uh, company says, the mystery and excitement of the show are complemented by the classic ragtime music on which all songs are based. Uh, I know in some of this stuff, they were talking Scott Joplin's name was thrown out there. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, he does a couple of ragtime things and whatnot. Uh, dazzling choreography and arts and an energetic cast of great singers, actors, and comedians. Story is largely bl- based on the writings of author and journalist Roy McGregor, which I think I've got a couple familiar. of their, his books over here. Who lives in Ottawa, was raised in Whitney and Huntsville, where he heard stories and speculation related to the Thompson saga throughout his childhood. Um, you got a couple of them. Yeah, right I got there. a couple of them right here. Roy McGregor, Canoe Lake, a novel. Roy McGregor, A Life in the Bush, Lessons from My Father. Um,. Yeah. So, yeah, I got these at, uh, I think I picked these up in Algonquin Park at the Visitor Center. Oh, yeah? Yeah. A fantastic puzzle, Margaret Atwood says. Based on the mystery of painter Tom Thompson's final days, Roy McGregor, Canoe Lake, a novel. Dun, dun, dun. So they took that novel and created a, a well, play of, of it. Of his writings, yeah. yeah. So I imagine that had a big uh, part yeah. of it. Coupled with the play is a unique new event, the Tom Thompson Interactive Art Exhibit. This display, developed by cast member Beverly Lewis and fellow artist Christine Peltzer, presents information on Thompson and the Group of Seven, and it enables audience members to try out for themselves techniques of wilderness impressionism. What does that mean? You get to paint. (laughs) Okay. In their style. Yeah. Ah. So, Ariana will not be going to this. <laughs> we took her yeah. to the art center at uh, in Algonquin Park. Yeah, Highway 60 outside. Yeah. So, they have this thing, oh, bring your little kid. Yeah. And we give them some paint and that, and they paint a picture. You know, most kids like, yeah. that's a moose <laughs> sort of thing, right? <laughs> oh, no, not her. <laughs> <laughs> she was going and going. And I think even some of the instructors were going, okay, kid, hurry it up. Come on. You're not Tom Thompson. You're just a little goober. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because if they give her the opportunity to try this, you're not making it to work the next day. <laughs> uh, music A musical will be performed at various locations between April 14th and August 15th. If you go to stonefence.ca, you can get more info on tickets, dates, locations. Uh, we'll post that on our Facebook page. Uh, looks like most tickets were going anywhere between 15 and 40 bucks, yeah, depending on locations and stuff like that. But yeah, that sounds like a pretty interesting play. If you're looking for something to do in the evening. Well, we or, can uh, record in an alternate evening. We can uh, drive up. Why and, does uh, it have to be uh, in Algonquin Park? Because that's where Tom Thompson has lived and died. Shouldn't we go? And is he still buried there? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Did they ever recover the body? They recovered a body. Yes, but they never said if it was his body. Well, they said it was his body. It had to be but it had a fishing line wrapped around it. Right. Oh, how did the fishing line get wrapped around his <laughs> ankles like that? <laughs> and when Red Realm, there Red are, Realm. are some theories that they're saying the doctor said that was not the skull of a white gentleman. It was more of an indigenous person's features. So. So we don't know. No. Have you never actually looked into the 
into depth about Tom Thompson's death nope. or faked death so or are you murder? Are you asking me if I read a book? Watched a movie? <laughs> Did they have movies on this? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's, it's all a mystery. No one actually really knows. So then they supposedly sent his body home to Perry Sound to be buried. But some people said it didn't feel like a body in there. It felt like rocks. Huh. And then some people are saying, well, it was a body, but I don't think it was his. And So no one really knows. And the family won't let them exhume the body to do tests. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so no one really knows. So it's not like he's Elvis still uh, r- running around in the background. He's Well, because... maybe him and Elvis are in a spaceship. <laughs> you don't know. I don't. I, yeah. I, agree. I don't know. Maybe they're wearing tinfoil hats somewhere yes. in <laughs> Buffalo eating chicken wings. <laughs> you don't well, know. Both of them would definitely be dead by now because they'd be very old. No. Priscilla, well, she did just die. But that was from something else, I think. No, Priscilla Presley's still alive, isn't she? Or did she just die? I believe she passed away this year, or 2022. Her her daughter did. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was the daughter. But yeah, but Priscilla, I think, is still alive. So she's still alive. Elvis would just be a little bit older than her by like 20 years or something, wasn't he? 87. And? Fine, fine. There's 90 something people are. Well, mind you, if he kept eating all those fried peanut butter and yeah, banana sandwiches. Yeah. He was very unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's with and, uh, Capone or something. And how does a performer, like it's like Tom Thompson as a as a world-renowned painter or, or Elvis Presley as a performer, how do they just stay in the shadows for the rest of their lives? Right? Easy. No, it's not easy. It is easy. <laughs> I can do it. It's what you oh, sure <laughs> because you're you're not world right now. You're not a you don't have stay the stage presence. It's somebody who has uh, you take anybody from anywhere's and what if Fat Elvis got really 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 skinny all of a sudden <laughs> and shaved his head are you and grew saying, a stash? Are you saying you're Elvis and a beard? <laughs> no, I didn't shave my head. It just happened. <laughs> you don't know, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the Tom Thompson thing, there's a whole bunch of theories that, A, he didn't trip on the, the because the, the trout fishing line was wire, right? Steel, steel Back line. Back in the day, yes. So they're saying he tripped and fell, smacked his head, went in, drowned. But it was wrapped around his ankles. So how's it going to be that wrapped around his ankles? And somebody hit him with a paddle. Yeah. So he was murdered. No, it was an accident. No, he was murdered. Well, let's exhume his body. No, we're not going to let you. <laughs> well, he's buried in Perry Sound. No, they never actually took his body. Well, how do you know that? Ah, sketchy. Very sketchy. It's sketchy. <laughs> the aliens got him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anyway, check <laughs> check out uh, stonefence.ca and uh, yeah, you might want to check out this Tom Thompson play. Ticks. Talks. Yes. Ticks, talks, tis the season. Our vet is saying they're getting worse every year, and Arjuna is already on her medications. We've been uh, we've been talking about dogs, and so every time we look at a dog, it's like, oh, that dog has long fur. Do you know how it's going to be fine? A tick on it. That's a consideration. If I brought Athena over to your house, I guarantee you'd have a dog within a week. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have dog hair. Dog hair, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you know what? That was one thing with Hunter because Hunter had like tiny, tiny, like his hair was like a centimeter maybe yeah. long. Ticks that were hiding long, that. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll see a, a, a tick would be going, come on, it's cold here. <laughs> uh, Athena's going to be a bit of a, a yeah. Uh, but it is that time of year. Warnings are starting to come out about tick-borne illnesses and stuff like that. And the one that's making more of a splash this year, and we've talked about this before, is the uh, babiosiosis. Bab- Babsiosis. 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 Yeah. Babe, Rare tick-borne disease that is on the rise in northeastern parts of the United States. It's only a matter of time before the rise in eastern Canada, if it isn't already. Uh, Cases rose 25% from 2011 to 2019. And Vermont, Maine, and New Hampshire have been added to the list of those states where the illness is considered endemic. Now, babesiosis is caused by a type of protozoa that infects the red blood cells, can be carried by the black-legged ticks, a.k.a. the deer ticks. Some cases... Now, they're talking about these these ticks can be as big as a poppy seed. Yeah. And then they're telling you, just check... If you're not sure, take a look at the legs to see if they're black. (laughs) Yes. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Let me get out my microscope here because it's as big. The legs on something the size of a poppy seed, yeah, like I'm going to be able to see if they're black or not. Uh, some cases are asymptomatic, while others come with fever, headaches, muscle joint pain, and other symptoms. Doctors can prescribe antimicrobial medications to help fight the infection, so... Uh, in rare cases, it can be fatal, but, you know. Now, although the cases of the disease are on the rise, it's still relatively rare. States have reported more than 1,800 cases per year between 2011 and 2019. I mean, when you're looking at how many people in the states? Uh, yeah. 1,800? Yeah. So, compared to Lyme disease, which sta- states report 30,000 cases per year. So, one state would say 30,000 cases of the Lyme disease compared to the 1800. Yeah, that's... Right? So, you know. It's, it, it's it, becoming more common. It is becoming more common. They're just telling you, be prepared, be protecting yourself, because it is starting on the rise, right? Well, and they do talk about this. So ticks are, just because they, they do transfer blood back and forth, they're known for being able to develop whatever they do pass on. But there's so many different versions of stuff that is showing up now because of ticks. Yeah. Like it's not just Lyme disease and babiosis, but there's so many other things like different countries. Oh, there's Powassan virus. There's the Lone Star virus. And And there's a couple new ones over in, I can't remember, was it Africa? There's a couple new tick-borne illnesses that are coming to the surface now. It's just... It's like they're they're just uh, nature is trying to create a figure out a way to uh, get rid of us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're fighting back. Yeah, uh, unless you wrap yourself in a plastic bag, stay in your house. Chances are you're not going to be going exactly. to be able to avoid yeah. places where, especially if you're going to the outdoors. You know, um, if you're going to go into the woods or to the riverside, something to help avoid tick bites. One, wear long sleeves, long pants, even tucking the cuffs to your socks, uh, of your pants into your socks. If there's a gap, you will look absolutely cool. <laughs> but spray exposed skin with repellent. 
shed your clothes before heading back indoors. Now, my neighbors <laughs> really took offense whoa, to me whoa, getting whoa. naked on my porch so that I don't bring dicks in my house. There I am, waving at Mrs. Fredrickson across the road. <laughs> Starkers. <laughs> okay, kids in the house, show us back from a camping trip. <laughs> Uh, throw those clothes into the dryer on high heat for a few minutes to quash stragglers. Yeah. Don't forget to check your pets and kids. Ah, kids are old enough. They can check themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah. So check your pet, your pets. Um, if I'm not mistaken, usually warm areas, armpits, crotch. Yeah. Uh, with dogs ears. Yeah. Especially behind the ears, any warm place that they're, they're going to yeah. go. Cause that's what they want. Right. If you do get bitten, stay calm because not all ticks carry harmful bacteria. Yep. With me, honestly, I'm not care like I'm not worried about catching one of these diseases. It's the ew factor <laughs> with me cuz I've had a tick crawling on me. There was no, there was a tick buried in yeah. my leg. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god." It was the fact that he had, not that it was a tick, yeah. that it was biting or what. It was the fact that it had dug into my it, leg. It was in, in me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was like, it's like, yeah. ooh, the, like right in the calf muscle, yeah. right? That was the thing. Yeah. Like, I wasn't worried if he's going to give me Lyme disease yeah. or, you know, got to cut my leg off. Okay. Hey, cut the leg <laughs> off. Take the tick. Just cut the leg. <laughs> I'll grow another one. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Cut that tick out right at the top of the leg. Um, that was a fa- that was it with me, but yeah, not all ticks carry the, the harmful bacteria. If you do get bitten, however, get a baggie, put the tick that you've the tick key to get out. Yep. Put the tick in a baggie and put it in the freezer, because that way, if symptoms do develop later, you can get them tested. You can take that to the doctor and go, "This little bugger bit me." Yeah, and now I don't feel so good. Yeah, you're not going to get every tick tested because no. But if you do develop some sort of serious illness, and they say, "Hey, I th- we think you have Lyme disease," they say, "Well, I happen to have the tick that uh, chomped here's, into my leg." Here's Fred. Go you test can, him. Please test him. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Don't. I mean, like I say, unless you're going to stay in the house all summer long, you're going to be in areas where there's possibly ticks because they're spreading and they're they're more rampant. More, than more they, common. Yeah. You know. Uh, with these milder winters that we get, you know, they're not they're not dying off. Um, so all you can do the best is try to keep them off yeah. you, shake them off if before you go into the house, and you know, be prepared. Every year you hear more and more. Like I do, I. I consistently do work looking into tick-borne diseases and stuff and so people are scientists are getting closer to developing something to combat lyme disease and uh they're, they're they always claim to be on the on the border or on the verge of a of a discovery and whatever but so fingers crossed eventually that we don't have to worry as much because right now it's because lyme disease is uh it's it's a problem it's an issue it's not Hundred percent treatable, and sometimes it's the symptoms are mysterious. So it's yeah. Hopefully, we come to something soon. Hopefully, but uh, yeah. So I'm going to keep on going out and um, you know um, hanging out with the ticks. Yeah, hanging right? out with the ticks. Yeah. So it's like rolling the <laughs> dice. Just take my chances. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. Go for the gamble. <laughs> uh, did you hear about the paddle border? I did. 
I did. Facing Canada Shipping Act charges. So uh, for when I first heard about this, or the, just read the headline, it's like, oh, is there a drunken paddleboarder out there doing something I was something thinking wrong? he was smuggling stuff. <laughs> so all it was is... Uh, is so. It's not like he was out there drinking or whatever. He just was not prepared. So a 42-year-old gentleman from Norfolk County here, uh, Port Dover on Lake Erie, faces charges after being helped ashore by the Canadian Coast Guard. Yeah. The Norfolk OPP, Ontario Provincial Police, uh, and the Coast Guard responded to an emergency call at about 7.19 p.m. on the weekend. About a paddleboarder struggling to reach shore. Police and the Coast Guard were notified of the paddleboarder's situation by a good Samaritan, which this paddleboarder now hates. Uh, <laughs> Coast Guard responded to the call and brought the individual safely to shore. Individual had been, has been charged under the Canada Shipping Act with operating a human-powered pleasure craft without prescribed vessel safety and navigation equipment on board. So, no whistle, no well, light. they don't describe what he didn't have. We can only assume what he didn't have. And so, the assumption is, like, he just maybe had a life jacket, but all of the other items that could have helped him self-rescue. Yeah, well, there's certain things, the safety yeah. equipment that he needs. Yeah. That he didn't have? Didn't have it on board. Right. And so it's it's one of those things. It's like people are going to say, oh, didn't he suffer enough? It's like, well, it's it goes right back to the, you know, uh, Jay Walker gets hit by a car and the police, okay, uh, they follow him to the hospital and uh, give him a ticket for jaywalking. It's like, what? He got hit by a car. Doesn't he suffer enough? It's like, no, like there, there has to be some way to convince people to not do the wrong thing yeah, when it comes consequences. to this. There's consequences. Yeah, so, being hit by the car was a consequence. Exactly. But, you know. but now there's a ticket. Mm-hmm. So it's, and, and I agree with this. A lot of, some people may not agree with it, but I do agree. So this guy should be charged. It's like, so the Coast Guard had to go out of their time and, and energy and, and risking their own lives. So they had to, at their own risk to rescue this guy because he did an ill-advised action, didn't have all the safety equipment on board, didn't have a a phone to maybe call ashore for help, Mm -hmm. whatever. He was out there struggling. He could have died. Yep. Um, Now, uh, so the the Norfolk OPP is encouraging everyone venturing onto the water to carry all necessary safety equipment and charge cellular phone in case of an emergency. Yeah. Now, of course, when you start researching this, and you're just checking out all the articles about it. It's yeah. all the exact same article. Yeah, people just copy, but paste. just yeah, but just different photos. Yeah, and some of them, you know, they have a small little Coast Guard boat going out to, you know, okay, dude, come on and jump in here yeah. over the side, sort of thing. But one of them had the big, massive, uh, <laughs> the big hovercraft they have. <laughs> Another one had a massive—I swear it was ice almost cut, ice, ice breaker, ice breaker type. Okay, dude, you're not going out to rescue a paddleboarder in an icebreaker <laughs> from Port Dover. I'm like, okay, that's definitely over. I hope yeah. you guys charged him for the gas, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the media shortcutting. They're just, oh, they're just yeah, lazy was, and yeah, yeah. So, but no, this is this is the whole thing. Is you know now that they're going to start. I think they're going to start um, 
This is the summer, in my opinion, and if it happens, you heard it here first. This is the summer where you're going to hear a lot about the charges being laid, especially for lack of safety equipment that's supposed to be in your boat, for lack of um, having the proper number of life jackets and stuff like that. Speaking of life jackets, the next topic, we'll just sort of feed into that one. Okay. Uh, PDF or PFT? Yeah. (laughs) The PDF. You got to have your PDF that tells you how to wear your PFT. (laughs) Rhode Island's Department of Environmental Management announced that wearing a life jacket while paddling in Rhode Island will no longer be optional. It will be required. (laughs) And this goes back to um, Camper Christina and Canoe Hound, Dennis Rogers, talking about uh, the life jackets. Yep. Should we make it a law that you got to wear them the entire time? Mm-hmm. Right? And people are... And, of course, there's the whole... Um, it's my right to it's drown my right, if yeah, I want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drown if I want to. <laughs> uh, there, it's, it's the whole seatbelt issue all over again sort of thing. And Anyway, we're not getting to that part. But yeah. Mandatory personal flotation device, or PFD. <laughs> and I didn't even write that. Uh, where... where <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. Is that from the article? That was from the article. That's PDF right there. See? (laughs) See? Uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. A mandatory (laughs) personal flotation device, a PFD, (laughs) where for all paddlecraft rule is one of five new safety regs that are going to go into effect April 2nd. Uh, The rest of them all involve powered boats. Okay. Uh, You are no longer allowed to ride on the bow of the boat while it's in motion. Really? You cannot have your legs over the side while it's in motion. That's fair. That sort of thing. So that really doesn't have anything to do with canoeing, kayaking. Can't strap people from the bottom of the boat and keel haul them There's anymore. no keel hauling allowed anymore, apparently. <laughs> it's no fun. Uh, new rules have been written to save lives. Uh, violations could result in the imposition of a $100 ticket if you don't have your life jacket on at all times. PFD reg states that all operators and passengers of canoes, kayaks, sailboards, kiteboards, paddleboards, and any other paddlecraft must always wear a United States Coast Guard approved PFD while underway regardless of age. There were three fatal kayaking accidents in Rhode Island in 2022. None of the victims were found wearing a life jacket. Between 2018 and 2021, four out of the ten boating-related drowning deaths in the state were paddlecraft users not wearing life jackets, according to the National Association of State Boating Law Administrators. Our regulatory changes are a direct result of the totally preventable paddlecraft tragedies that Rhode Island has experienced in the past five years, says Captain Michael Shippet. Uh, Division of Law Enforcement Boating Safety Coordinator. There is no time to put a life jacket on before a paddling accident. It's like trying to buckle your seatbelt before a car crash. Exactly. You don't know when it's going to happen. Quick, buckle up. We're about to have an accident. Yeah. Now, I did some more research beyond this. Most states have a 12 to 13-year-old's age thing, must wear a PFD always and or when underway. Yeah. That seems to be the, the going thing in all of the states. Mm-hmm. Connecticut, anyone in a manually propelled vessel must actually wear their PFD from October 1st through May 31st. 
So between that time, and we've mentioned that before, between those dates, you have to actually have it on at all times when you're in the boat. Uh, New Mexico, anyone on a kayak or canoe must wear a personal flotation device the entire time they are in the vessel. So even if you're just sitting there, yeah. you got to have it on. All ages. Yeah. Uh, Pennsylvania, all kayakers through the dates of November 1st and April 30th must wear a life jacket. So there's a few states that do that. Yeah. Because uh, those are the winter months, right? Um, well, so, you're fighting cold weather and life jacket. Yeah. You, you, you know, and most you go of the time, in, when you go in, the shock of the cold water just makes you seize yeah. up. And Yeah. So at least the life jacket is going to help. So that's there, yeah. there's that. Uh, like I say, all the states have a Asia, and that's what when when we were, they were talking about this uh, uh, canoe hound and Kemper Christine, they were were talking about this. That was my thing. Was so put a date, an age on it. Yeah, right. Put an age under. I think I said ten. Uh, anybody under ten has to wear it at all times. Yep. And then as they grow older, they'll be used to it. And yeah, right? it's normal. And then there, then it's normal. It's just like yeah. seatbelts, right? But so apparently, that's what a lot of all the states do. Yeah. They do the exact same thing. So, yeah, um, just makes you wonder how long till something like this is going to come into Canada, or if it will. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely think the age thing that's should be good, doing it. That's a good idea, because it, it, it entrains it into the thoughts. Like, uh, it, for me, I when I when I first started driving a car, it was seatbelts were the law. And right. so I... I I reflexively buckle the seatbelt. I don't even think about it anymore. Just because I, when I, ever since I started driving, I had to wear seatbelt. So it yeah. was ingrained in me. Yeah. So it's maybe the life jacket thing should be ingrained in young kids. Now, was it Alberta didn't need seatbelts? But then when we came out, moved back out to Ontario, we needed seatbelts or vice. Yeah, I think that's the way it was. Um, yeah, one of them you didn't need seatbelts, one you did. Yeah. Right. And, but yeah, it's just like all of a sudden you're like, do up your seatbelt. What? You have to. We're in Ontario now. You have to yeah. use your seatbelt. Yeah. All right. I guess put the seatbelt on. But yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, the kids, if you're, if you're 10 years or under, 12 years or under, yeah. it's yeah. going to be ingrained in you. Exactly. You're just going to do it. So anyway, Rhode Island has done it now and uh, there's going to be more. And uh, yeah. And, and I think, like I say, you, you heard it here first. I think this is going to be the summer that. You're going to be hearing about people being charged for not having all their yeah. safety equipment, for not having their life jackets when they're supposed to. Going to be blitzes and crackdowns, and yeah. going to be uh, you know, I think inspections the, and I think it's there already, but I think it's sort of here's your ticket, be on your way. Yeah, it's not unless the person that got the ticket bitches and complains yeah. on Facebook or social yeah, media yeah, some yeah. sort yeah. about it. It goes unknown. Yes, but it's just like uh, uh, the ride program. Like here in Ajax, they were saying we stopped these people. They announced and they, it. Were, they announced they, the names yeah, of the yeah, people yeah. that were driving drunk yeah. mm-hmm. over Christmas and stuff yeah. like that. Right? This year we caught thirty six people drunk mm-hmm. driving, and I think this this will sort of be the same sort of thing mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. This week, boater or you know the police gave out X amount of tickets for no safety gear, X amount of tickets for yes drunk. Tri- I think I think they need to make it more. This needs to reveal out the there. stats. Need yeah. to release the stats. Yeah, because maybe that'll people will start. Thinking, oh, oh well, put something on. Yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually a real thing, yeah. not just someone trying to. And isn't it a shame that, uh, like, what's going to get people to wear a life jacket is not the fact that they might die, but they might get a ticket. Yeah. Oh, I better wear a life jacket, not because I might die and drown, but because I don't want to get it. Hit them in their pocketbook. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's the only way. You know what? And and when I used to when I was in college, I used to work midnight to the gas bar. Yeah. And that was those were the days where you used to get the free screwdrivers or the free free cup or whatever when you yeah. got twenty five liters. Yeah. And the the complaining people would do if they didn't get their free <laughs> little cheap ass piece of garbage. I came here for gas because you know, I was Oh, I could cup. only fit twenty three liters. I know you need co- come on. It's only two <laughs> liters. Give me my screwdriver. Yeah. You know. I, f- I put 50 liters. I should get two screwdrivers, <laughs> even though all the signage, signage says, says yeah. one per visit. Yeah. So put 25 liters in, come in, Pay get your screwdriver, drive around the block. Yeah. <laughs> the things people will do for free stuff and to yeah. save a dime yeah. is astounding. Yeah. So if, yes, if that's what it takes... The fact that they may get a $100 ticket if they don't have their little orange bucket filled with safety stuff yep. in their canoe or whatever, mm-hmm. then, hey, then I'll take your 100 bucks and <laughs> put it towards yeah. education of why you should do this. Educate the public. You know? So, anyway, uh, that's all I got. I got nothing else either. I got, oh, I do got something else. Do you? Yeah, April 15th, Saturday, April 15th, Ottawa Outdoor and Adventure Travel Show. Oh, there you go. Nepean Sportsplex, uh, rear near gate four, free parking, free admission, 1701 Woodruff Ave. I'll be talking, I think, in the early afternoon. Oh, yeah? But yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, presenting there and I'll be wandering around the whole day. I'm it's tempted a, to go too, but... It's a two-day thing. Is it? Yep. Yeah. But I'm only going up. I'm only going for the Saturday. You're only presenting on the Saturday. Yep. Cool. Uh, Ariana's going to come with me for the drive. Awesome. And she can wander around. I don't know if my brother's going to show up. Yeah. Uh, but there's a bunch of people in Ottawa we know that are in the outdoors and stuff. And yeah. So hopefully they'll come and you know say hello and get to see them. Yeah, we haven't seen them. Cool. We don't haven't seen them in a while. So right on. Yeah. So Ottawa Outdoor and Adventure Travel Show April fifteenth. It is on the 16th as well, but I'll be there the 15th to chit-chat and have some fun. Other than that, that's all I got. Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Spring is here. Spring is sprung. Summer (laughs) is on its way. Spring is sprung. The grass is riz. Yeah, our grass is kind of bleh. (laughs) Backyard's muddy. No hole. Well, one hole back there right now, but. She's digging, is she? Just the one. But I think it was because there was already a hole started. So we'll see. Hopefully she doesn't dig. I've never owned a dog that would dig holes. You do now? I'm thinking, yeah. (laughs) And she's upset because we're going for walks and there's like one pile of snow left on someone's lawn and she dives right into it. Oh. And it's like she won't pass it without rolling in it. And she's like, that's the last (laughs) of the snow. (laughs) Ooh, it's going to be a long summer. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at PaddlingAdventuresRadio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. Or you can go to the episode page at PaddlingAdventuresRadio.com, and you can stream or download all our episodes there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.